countrymen, lovers of all things design, this is Grits and Grids. Today on the show, I am joined by Matt Mulkey and John Richards of In God We Must. They are the founders and self-appointed employees of the month of the brand. Um, and if you haven't been there, you need to check it out. But we'll be talking about it for the next 20 to 30 minutes. Um, hey, guys, why don't you give yourself a quick intro and uh, jump into what you do at In God We Must. Cool. Matt, I guess I'll start. Um, my name's John, and I guess I am the original... Founder of In God We Must, I started making the coin rings in uh, 2015. Um, so yeah, and then uh, Matt came on uh, about a year after. So Matt, want to give your intro? <laughs> uh, hey y'all, uh, I'm Matt, and um, as I just said, he kind of started with making the coin rings, um, and as it picked up, um, I came on and started kind of the apparel. And we kind of came together with our ideas and kind of sayings that we live by and put them out on T-shirts. So that's kind of how it all uh, began and started. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, the sayings on T-shirts, well, I mean, I, I knew Matt a little bit longer. I worked with him on some other things. But I think the one that kind of was a bit of kismet is the new T-shirt that you have out. Uh, says, hard luck is still luck. And that really like aligns with uh, this month's theme, which is luck or hustle. And I think the idea, uh, for those that haven't been acclimated to the idea, is that when when you're rocking and rolling, like if I go to the Ungodly Must Instagram, I'm looking at amazing photos. I'm seeing like beautiful shots. To me, it looks like y'all are on top of the world, but there was probably a fair amount of hustle behind that. So um, what's the origin been like? How's the journey been from getting to where you started to where you are now? Um, well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I guess I just thought of this, Matt, but that t-shirt, uh, hard luck is still luck that we're coming out with, um, pretty much embodies the whole, uh, vibe of in God we must and how it even started. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess the, I guess I'll start with the, the very, like the bare bones of how, um, everything kind of got going. But, um, Matt and I used to work uh, side by side at a screen printing shop. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I got, I, th I don't remember exactly when I started that, but I want to say I was around, I was there around, uh, the, like a three year mark. And Matt was, came, came in probably like a year after I started. Mm -hmm. And Matt and I have known each other for a really long time, uh, playing music together. So, uh, naturally working together in the same spot was easy and playing music together was easy. So, um, I mean, that's just kind of a backstory, but anyways, um, super stressful job, uh, not that great of a job. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it was just, it was just super stressful and we were, we, you know, it was go to work nine to five, be so stressed and, you know, do it over again five days a week, but you never got to clock out. Um, and I was kind of thinking about maybe moving on and doing something else, um, prior to this, but, um, I think because of the stress, uh, what I'm about to tell you happened, but, um, I got really, really sick <clears throat> and I got type one diabetes from it. I, it was like a viral infection. Um, and type one is where your pancreas doesn't produce 
any insulin at all. It's not because you're overweight or any diet or anything like that. Anybody can have it um, oh, wow. or get it. Um, so that happened, and that was a super big shock to me. And there's a bunch of other stuff going on that just kind of sucked. Like uh, went just went through a breakup, and parents mm-hmm. just decided to split. You know, like it was just really really yeah. bad time. A series of unfortunate events. Oh, dude, yeah, like super, just like <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Kind right. Of thing. Um, and then to top it all off, um, about a month later, I lost my job. <laughs> I was fired. Yeah. So I lost my uh, health insurance. Um, you know, I had just recently financed a car and moved into like this uh, really cool house where I was paying rent, and uh, you know that like the the insulin and everything without insurance is uh, close to just like a thousand a month. Um, oh, yeah, just just that. Yeah, that's just, pocket change. Pocket change. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but that's not including you know everything else you need. There's tons of supplies you got to check your blood sugar with, and mm-hmm. you know it racks up. If you don't if you don't have the proper health care for it, um, you know you're you're talking a couple thousand, maybe even three thousand dollars a month just to 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 make sure that you're okay. You know, it's not even doctor's visits, which cost, you know, they're specialists. So if you, of course. yeah, if you look at your insurance card and you look down and see what a specialist doctor is, that's, it's a little higher than just seeing your uh, family doctor. But anyways, I was trying to make some money and I was like, man, I just need to figure out a way to pay these bills, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was racking credit cards up, drain my 401k. You know, I was trying to do everything just to, figure it out but um yeah i started making these coin rings for fun um and because i had nothing to do and uh i posted one online and just said like hey i made this today you know it's trying to tap into my creative side since i have a bunch of downtime and everybody started commenting saying like "Ooh, i want one i want one and uh the light bulb went off (laughs) so yeah started uh i started offering them for sale and, uh, yeah, I mean, the response was crazy. It was, uh, a lot of my friends wanting these rings. I believe, I want to say, Matt, did you buy one? When, yeah, I think so. I have. Yeah, I think Matt even bought one. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't, I can't really remember. Cause that whole time was just like, I just got to hustle. Like I got to sell, you know, this many to cover my insurance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have all, a crooked. I have a crooked ring and a crooked tag necklace, like yeah. on my dresser. Yeah, what I used to not be that good. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was pity sales, but I, <laughs> I made. I made the money, and you know, enough to make my my insurance. Payment. Hey man, pity sales still puts money in the bank. You know, the yeah, whole, pity like, sales still. I can't make insulin. Get, you know, buy my rings. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they still like, looked awesome. They were they're super cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Now, yeah. Now they're like on a whole another level. It's crazy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. When we when I first made them, you know, looking back, they don't look that good. But in that moment, it was the coolest thing I think I'd have ever made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, man, this is so rad. But now, yeah, looking back and knowing what I know now, it's like, God, I can't believe somebody bought that. But right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started making them and. Uh, my wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, was pushing me to like maybe start an Etsy. Mm-hmm. So started an Etsy, and that's kind of where it all started. Um, obviously, we're not on Etsy anymore because we're more of a brand. Sure. Um, and 
over the last like year we've trying to been uh making that like transition to more of a brand rather than uh the guys who make coin rings and have a couple t-shirts you know right. now it's more and i think we're doing a good job with that um you know, kind of pushing more towards like oh no they have a little bit of everything plus like their main thing was these coin rings so that's kind of like the uh the start of it man yeah that's quite a hustle um yeah for sure <laughs> and it's interesting how like the hustle tends to be sparked by you know a lot of times negative stuff mm -hmm. you know um if you look at it for what it is i mean that series of unfortunate events as we called it are very unfortunate and um a lot of people would you know i think in this times you have a choice to like you know fall over and just sit in a room and cry about it or or do something do something yeah like yeah. <laughs> you know and i've always found that myself you know um for for avid listeners they probably know this but um when I first moved to Atlanta, I ended up getting blood poisoning and that pretty much sent an existing heart issue over the edge over the course of a year. And I ended up having to get open heart surgery. Well, and I think for like a lot of folks that would be, you know, I don't know, something quite terrible to go through, but you know, for me, it was just, Hey man, this is the card that's dealt. You know, if I cry about it, it ain't going to go away. So might as well just, you know, stiff upper lip, stick your chin out, stick your chest out, and hope, quite literally, and yeah. uh, hope for the best, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, but it tends to put a perspective on things, too. You're a little bit more grateful for successes that you do see, and you tend to be able to roll with punches, I think, a lot better. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Sure. It's awesome. Um, and I think you guys are doing a great job with the brand, too. I mean, it feels lifestyle, um, especially when you look on Instagram. It's not... I'm actually quite terrible at Instagram when I actually look at these pictures, I realize how bad I am. But, um, <laughs> but, um, so the driving passion, I think we covered that, but what's your day to day hustle like for both of you? Like what, you know, what do you try to get through? Um, I know I just try to get through every meeting without like dumping a desk over, but, um, <laughs> what about y'all? Um, Matt, you want to lead with this one since I led with the last one? Yeah. Um, I would just say um, reaching out to new wholesalers and retailers, um, coming up with new marketing ideas. Um, I think our last success was the Falcons were going to the Super Bowl, and mm -hmm. we came out with a uh, custom T-shirt design just kind of based on that, um, based off of the uh, In Brotherhood trend that was going on. We came out with a In Brotherhood We Must T-shirt. Except in the um, last quarter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatness and brotherhood, except oh, for the last man. four minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Such a bummer. Yeah. Fifth quarter losers. Yeah. Mm. All right. But, uh, but kind of that, that's kind of what I do is kind of coming up with help coming up with those ideas and, uh, manage the retailers more. And, um, uh, I would say help with the fulfillment process, getting all that kind of stuff organized, getting orders out the door. And uh, I guess Elijah really is making the coin rings pretty much every day. Um, we have a spot that we kind of use as a retail location and citizen supply and Ponce mm -hmm. Market where uh, Elijah actually makes the rings there. Um, and then we also have a shop like a couple blocks down the road where we have a little workshop space. That's awesome. So, and Elijah can kind of tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my day to day, 
consist of um, coming in and I kind of treat, it's more of like a, uh, I guess it is a day-to-day, but in the grand scheme of things, I kind of look at it as like week to week because on Mondays I come in and uh, kind of consolidate all the coinering orders and jewelry and, um, you know, get them all out on a list and make sure I have this coin, that coin, this coin, that coin. And for the most part, I have a system that's pretty, pretty easy um, as far as, you know, consolidating everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Matt, you know, emails me and says, Hey, I got this order in for this, uh, this store out in Oklahoma. Here it is. You know, I'll take it from there and make sure that it gets out on time, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, my day to day is mainly, uh, yeah, just grinding out those coin rings. Um, and then I don't think that, uh, we realize how much we talk to each other throughout the day. I was thinking about this, uh, like, I don't know. I was, I'm here. I'm actually, I'm actually in, uh, Kissimmee, Florida at Disney right now with, but, um, we're sitting at like our little condo that we're sharing with my family, but I haven't been talking to Matt as much lately because I've been down here (laughs) and I was thinking, I was like, dude, I talked to Matt like every 20 minutes, whether it's a text, a phone call, an email. So we're always just like, on it grinding making sure we're on the same page uh making sure that i got this info and he got this info and hey the podcast is at 8 a.m this morning and not 8 30 you know what i'm saying it's just constant communication matt Uh, are you you okay you feeling all right right now a little withdrawal maybe um yeah i'm I'm doing okay (laughs) yeah i mean now's the time to talk about it (laughs) yeah you seem a little down matt i'll be back tomorrow morning I know. I'll feel better tomorrow. <laughs> you'll, you'll get your other half back. That's well, good. We just, we just spent, uh, God, like 12 days um, on the West Coast with each other. So he should be kind of sick of me, but I guess not. Yeah. He can't quit you. Half of the time in the car. It was awesome. <laughs> what did you say? So did you guys travel half across- of the time in the car. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you guys travel across the country, like in the car, or did you fly over there? rent a car and come back how'd that play out so we uh uh, matt you got it go for it it, okay it was a crazy story so we flew out to california um and from there we stayed we took our buddies uh jake and dave out with us and we ended up meeting uh, a surf legend named henry ford who lives out there um and he ended up like pretty much like just telling us all about his life and like the one thing he lived by, which was sustained effort. And it kind of played out the theme of our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically from there, we stayed in California for, I believe three nights. We ended up camping right outside of Joshua tree. And we stayed in like this, uh, Airbnb place called the desert yacht club. And they had like this huge, uh, old yacht out in the middle of the desert. We stayed in like this old airstream, they had uh, teepees. They had like a common kitchen area. Um, ended up staying by these like crazy, crazy uh, Navy guys that uh, <laughs> were like up all night partying, blasting music, <laughs> keeping us up. We won't tell um, you what they were doing. For <laughs> we won't. And uh, seem like nice guys. <laughs> yeah. So from there, we ended up shooting basically uh, a bunch of content for our Instagram and the new products we have coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a tour in Joshua Tree. Um, 
and the whole time we had a crate, we were basically we were flying out to go to a trade show uh-huh. um, during Magic Week, and we had a crate that we were tracking, and um, so we basically were tracking it all weekend. And from Joshua Tree, we drove all the way there to Vegas, which was where our trade show was. Um, oh, nice! And Elijah can kind of tell you the rest from when we got to Vegas, <laughs> what our trip kind of sounded like. Oh uh, yeah, well. Um, everything up to coming into Vegas was like super rad. Um, and then we got there, you know, we got to our hotel, um, hanging out. This was Sunday night and Monday was uh load in day mm-hmm. and our crate was supposed to be there at like, uh, 6am Monday morning. And if it doesn't show up, you know, on Monday, uh, by a certain time you get hit with like all these penalties and, right. you know, cause it's like, uh. It's just part of the agreement you sign. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, long story short, we wake up Monday morning and find out it's not going to be there on Monday. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. I spent about three weeks building out our booth um, to make sure it looked, you know, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I put a lot of time into it. Um, I don't know. It's, it was It was super disheartening to hear, you know, oh... Hey, this thing you worked on for you know such a long time, uh, and that you shipped in this crate that you paid you know four hundred dollars for isn't going to get here on time, and now all of it's worthless. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we were so Monday morning, Matt and I were stressing out like all day trying to figure out what to do. Um, we had just returned our rental car, so we had no means of like transportation to do anything, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much the crate was in Phoenix. Arizona. So at one point I told Matt, I was like, I will rent a truck right now and drive to Phoenix and pick our stuff up and drive it back. If that's what that this means right? for me to get our stuff here that, you know, we worked so hard on. Um, anyways, it, it didn't work out like that. And, uh, by the time I kind of like made that call, uh, homie that kind of, kind of shafted us on the freight, already had it on a truck on the way to Vegas. But um, anyways, showed up Tuesday morning at six and that was like a really loose promise. He told us it may or may not. So we showed up um, and it was there and uh, yeah, we got it all set up in like 30 minutes, like 30 minutes before the show. And uh, it was, it was crazy because that booth setup should have taken us like two hours to do. Right. Um, and yeah, it was like 30 minutes and uh you know everything was kind of okay monday was like super stressful tuesday morning was stressful but then once it was set up everything was just kind of like this ah you know (laughs) smooth sailing Uh, yeah it's like sweet okay we're good and then uh the second day we get hit with that big old bill i was telling you about yeah Um, so then that was just a super bummer and it that bill was uh the same amount it costed to actually ship it across the country (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh sweet. Well that that's that's cool. And then uh on the third day we got surprised by the people who run the show with uh best merchandise booth. Um okay. so it was an award that they give out to one person. It's the only award they give out. Nice. Pretty much for the best booth. Um and so that was great. That was pretty surreal. So it was it kinda goes with the theme of kind of what you're talking about. It's just kind of like with with that whole situation and that whole trip, 
it was more of a, a hustle mm-hmm. and an outcome of luck, like kind of like a making your own luck kind of kind of deal. The only thing embarrassing about 2016 was you didn't launch your brand. The minimums were too high, screen fees were ridiculous, and you knew your project was going to be run after the horrible family reunion t-shirts. Your brand deserves the same craft and respect you put into it, and that won't happen with your average partner. Black Hat Merchandising is way more than a churn and burn screen printer. They're a true partner to launch and grow your brand the smart way. No screen fees, low minimum orders, and fair pricing. Black Cat Merch is run by designers for designers, with the focus of growing your brand. Make 2017 the year your brand takes over by visiting blackcatmerch.com and mentioning Grits and Grits for a special offer. Yeah, it's just, it was just ironic. It's so funny how things work out for Matt and I. I feel like that stuff happens all the time. Well, like, the, yeah, icing, like, the icing on the cake is the award also gives us a free entry to the show in August. Which yeah, is, like we don't we don't have to pay for a, it. A huge, huge thing. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> so it was just like this yeah. relief. It's like, okay, whatever. We have this bill. We got to pay, you know. But the truth is in August, we the don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> so That's fantastic. It's like, whatever. <laughs> like, maybe like the outcome of this luck isn't, isn't going to pay off until August. But it's our it's already like worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, we had that t shirt that we mentioned that says hard luck is still luck. And that's kind of been our our journeys saying from <laughs> right. like like from what I said with the diabetes and then um I we didn't even get to how Matt came on, but Matt was Matt kinda went through the same thing except he had the balls to quit. <laughs> so he quit and uh he came on kind of full-time after that he was already involved in uh helping me like pay for t-shirts and stuff but um yeah he came on and kind of grew the t-shirt side and all that so um this year is more about hustling i said this year is more about hustling and yeah more of a brand so yeah yeah but um yeah man it's just it was just like a combo this whole journey has been a combo of uh you know keeping your head up and like not giving up on like what you want the goal Mm -hmm. um to be and like the outcome of the situation like anytime something bad happens that isn't a part of like what we wanted we always just keep like we'll get stressed don't get us wrong like we're humans but right right um we sat in the hotel room for six hours monday morning (laughs) (laughs) dressing out going this is what we need to do and then matt telling me we can't do that <laughs> and going, right. okay, well, what about this? And then Matt saying, yeah, that's stupid. We can't do that. <laughs> so Matt's like the voice of reason. And I'm the guy that's like, just way too optimistic. <laughs> you need that man. Um, you know, in, uh, in Hispanic culture, we call it, uh, naranja y media, which is like, uh, my, the other half of my orange. Yeah. Um, and you know, usually you reserve that for your wife or a spouse or, or whoever, but uh, in this case, it makes a lot of sense too. Well, you got to have that in business too. I mean, absolutely. You know, business is a, you got to treat it as a separate entity. I mean, legally, you have to do that, but, sure. uh, you know, mentally as well. So that makes sense. But absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, it's, and it's a great story too. And I think it demonstrates the theme of the month <laughs> quite excellently. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, the t-shirt game, which I know it's more than t-shirts, but, like, that's a tough racket to get into, which I think I'm always um, very respectful and, I think, empathetic to, because it's like, wow, man, you gotta you got to hustle, like, <laughs> really hard to make that game work. Oh, yeah. um, but beyond the t-shirts, because I think, you know, in this day and age, mostly anyone can put something on a t-shirt and sell it, and that's not you know, trying to knock what you do because it's the design and the thinking and the passion that goes into it. But um, have you guys thought about cut and sew options in the future? Like, is there, what's what's the what's the outlook look like for this brand? Matt? <laughs> and are you allowed uh, to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, really, we, we, we set our apart, our, ourselves apart with the t-shirts by, uh, we really, we, we work with uh, John Cantino right now. Mm -hmm. um, so he, we, he basically takes our ideas and we tell him exactly, you know, what we want executed and he puts his spin on things and works with it. And I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing process to work, to work with him. Yeah. Um, he, that's kind of what we do to try to set our apart is set ourselves apart is kind of work with, you know, him or a, we used to work with another designer named uh, Christian from 1924 us, but yeah, yeah. we mainly just now work with John and, um, Basically, I guess the, the future is to continue working with other designers, possibly, um, similar styles. Um, we definitely want to get into the cut and sew option. Right now, we are working on our own uh, custom blank t-shirt um, okay. that we would like to offer wholesale as well to other brands and companies, and then also um, use a different blank line that we're going to offer through In God We Must, I think, that we're going to start off with. But uh, awesome. we love to get into... You know, possibly denim, jackets, flannels, um, you know, be that overall apparel brand like Vans and Hurley, Ruka, uh, Iron and Resin. But that, you know, that would be our goal is to be baby up, on, up on their level. Definitely baby <laughs> So, um, but as for cutting, so, I mean, it's it's a whole other ball ballgame. Um, we do have a factory in India that we're working with, but we want to get him moved over here to the U.S. and have yeah. uh, other brands here locally in Atlanta be able to work with them. So all of that's in progress and we'll be talking that later down yeah. the road. It's so. super awesome. hard too. Cause it's <laughs> like a lot of cut and sew options that are affordable for brands, yeah. our size. Um, you got to go overseas uh, to get it done. And, you know, obviously I, I, we, it's, it's hard to go over there and make sure that everything is ethical. Right, right. So, I mean, but the guy that um, we've been using for these, like, we haven't released the blank T-shirt yet, but we have got um, some samples back, and they rule. Like, they're super yeah. cool. Um, and it's just kind of like, it's a guy that um, one of Matt's uh, colleagues knows. and like, You know, so it's kind of like a, we wouldn't be using him just based off of, like, research on, like, Alibaba or anything else. <laughs> right. No. It was like, a, hey, I got a friend actually that I've met before who does this in India. You should talk to him about this. Yeah, he, so, he's, right. done, he's done like military stuff, like military yeah. polos, uh, things that you know the military can't get done here in the U.S. So it's yeah, a it's a definitely yeah. solid resource and solid factory to work with. Yeah. So, but the goal is to get. I, he showed interest in uh, coming over here and mm -hmm. moving production to America, which uh, would be super rad. And mm -hmm. I think Matt was telling me the other day, like most of the time, um, if you want cut and sew anything, it's either has to be overseas or just there's just like district in California who, that'll do it. Mm -hmm. but, um, 
like I said, just super expensive. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, it turns a lot of people off when they say, you know, yeah, we can do a custom t-shirt for a dollar ninety-eight a piece, but you got to order 300,000 of them. Right. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, what I think that's one of the, um, not, not to, God, I, maybe I shouldn't even go here, but I think that's, I always try to look on the good side of the coin. And I think um, with this particular uh, president in office, yeah. um, God knows that I'm sure everyone has their beefs with him in general, but I think my, the hope, the, the glimmer of hope that I have is that for business and for our GDP and for the backbone of our economy, maybe we will end up in a place where cut and sew, like things like cut and sew that are seen as more menial labor or, um, you know, lo- lower level labor can actually be a possibility in this country again. Right. Um, and I think you see a resurgence of it in the apparel world. Um, but you're right. Like it's so freaking expensive. Like I think there's like, I think it's called like the Raleigh denim company or something like that out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm. And I was like, so pumped. Cause one, my wife is from Raleigh and I'm like, Hey, look at that. So I maybe pick up a pair of these pantalones and, and then I look and it's like $300. I'm like, I'm not going to buy one of those pantalones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And a lot of it has to do with just, uh, like it, it's probably not, obviously I'm assuming it's not made overseas, um, which is one reason why. And then the people who are making them um, obviously have these really, really expensive machines and they're not, they don't have the volume as much as these people overseas have. So they're not Mm -hmm. able to give you a good deal because the, the cost of those jeans probably did cost them $150 a pair. Right. They're trying, they're trying to make their markup. So, but overseas, if you were to, you could, he could probably get the same pair of jeans made overseas for for twenty dollars a pair because probably that same quality factory, <laughs> yeah. But the same factory is making the jeans for Levi's, you know, or right, right. I don't know where Levi's gets their jeans made, or like just let's say like PacSun or you know all these big box stores or whatever. So they have the volume to give you the discount, and over here it's just it's just going to take time. Uh, for manufacturers to get over here in the U.S. and people realizing, oh, cool, we can get this made here now. So all these shops get these volume breaks that they kind of hand out to everyone because they're just busy all the time. But yeah, like right now, um, that's just that's just the name of the game, and that's why when you see American-made manufactured apparel, mm-hmm. you're buying a hundred-dollar ring-spun cotton T-shirt um, from you know L.A. It's like right. it's not because they're trying to like just put that price tag. It's literally because the, it probably costs them a lot of money to make, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, even even labor too. I would say over yeah, here, our labor yeah. is, you got to pay people like a like the a good wage to work for you here. Yeah, and we don't let kids work. You know, like ten year olds want to work, man. They want to get <laughs> into the workforce. And they want to start building their four hundred one k. And we all, uh, all got to eat, man. That's right. That's yeah. right. And child labor laws are killing. <laughs> what is it that that video like that that scene in uh, Zoolander, <laughs> like where Mugatu is like the kids want to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's pretty awesome. So, do you guys have any advice for folks who want to get into the game, um, who maybe are thinking about starting an apparel brand or company? And um, besides, don't do it because you don't want the competition. <laughs> um, Matt. Uh, Kind of, ha- he has a he has a uh, mentor that he sees like uh, once a week, mm-hmm. um, 
Is his name God? Is it easy to go to church to see it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's actually, it's actually uh, I'll let Matt take it over from here, but it's actually the owner of a brewery in uh, Woodstock, Georgia called Reformation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt, what did, what did he tell you the other well, day? Well, I, I just started meeting with him. Uh, his name's Spencer Nix, and uh, he's the CEO of Reformation Brewery in Woodstock. And um, I, I really, our, our first meeting it was, he's, you know, he's the key advice he said, if, if you know what you want to do, do it now. Um, you know, he said if it was anything he would have done differently, he wish he would have done it, you know, 10 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a lot harder to do things when you're, you know, going on your late thirties, forties and you have kids and you're, you know, further in your marriage and you just, I mean, you have greater, you know, just more responsibilities. Um, yeah. you know, if, if you're younger or just in general, what, you know, no matter what age you are, um, do, do what you love, do what your passion is. That's, that's, everyone says it, but it's what makes you happy. Um, I know lately we just, we've lived by hard work always pays off, um, and always doing the right thing. But, um, from our trip in California, meeting Henry, it was really him saying sustained effort. And, you know, that's just hard work every day. Um, you can do hard work for a week, but that's, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. It's taking, hard work and you know it being sustained over your entire life um that's what actually makes a difference and sets you apart yeah, yeah man I, I i i even back that up even further like i can say it from my world and, and even in the world of restaurants and that stuff it's don't ever back down just keep on going but also be smart too like if you're losing a shitload of money it's probably something's not working yeah yeah, yeah another th- <laughs> another thing henry said was yeah, you know he he's like a legend surfer. His name's Henry Ford. So if you Google him, you're gonna get uh, that the big time Henry Ford Ford Motor. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, look at uh, some vehicles. But so yeah, just, if you if you're interested, Google Henry Ford surfer. Um, he's from San Clemente, California, and he's like, how old is he, Matt? He's like seventy nine. Yeah, seventy eight, seventy nine. Has two knee replacements. Dude, the, the guy looks like he's like. <laughs> <laughs> because he still surfs right but, uh and you know he surfed his whole life but um he had an analogy that was a surfing analogy and he was just like you know when you're wanting to catch a wave you got to work for it you know you got paddle out you gotta you know look at everything look at all the waves decide mm-hmm. which board you want that you need to get on that wave and you got to paddle out you got to sit in the right position and then once you start catching that wave, you know, you got to push, push, push. You got to stand up and then you got to start riding it. And right. You let that wave take you, you know, wherever. But um, you do whatever it takes to stay on that wave. But you also have to know when to pull out and start riding another wave. He's like, if something's not working out for you, you need to know when to stop mm-hmm. and start riding another one. Because if you keep trying to ride it, you're just going to be way disappointed. <laughs> and you're going to have a lot further uh, a lot paddle further back. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you might hit yeah. rocks. Or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just like yeah. putting it towards like a, a analogy of surfing. It's like, you know, if you're surfing a really awesome wave, but you're coming up on like, uh, you know, a bundle of rocks, like up on the shore. It's like if you didn't get off in time, that's your own fault. Right, right, yeah, yeah. The rocks didn't jump up and uh, no, they were there. Board for you. They were there, and you saw them, and you just you were too stupid to pull out. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. What on that trip? That was like probably the best piece of advice that I had gotten from somebody 
in a long time, you know, especially coming from someone who's, who's almost 80, who's yeah. made, who's made it. And like, I was super thankful that he even wanted to share that with us. But yeah, Matt was like, if there's one thing that you could say to us <laughs> young guys yeah. trying to like make it in our own ways, what would it be? And he just said, sustained effort. Like if you're going to do something, don't half-ass it. Like, you know, it's not right. worth, it's not worth half-assing. Like, right. so, you know, and that's something my dad's always told me, you know, but like hearing it from <laughs> yeah. someone that's not your dad. And right, right. The guy who's like, bro, you just got to, just got to stay on the wave, man. No <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. oh, dude, that like makes a lot more sense. But yeah, I guess like my advice would be the same as Matt's. Hard work always pays off. Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Uh, right. And then just sustained effort. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna half ass something, just stop. Like I'd rather I'd rather not do something than half ass do something. And Matt and I try to not half ass anything. You know, so it's just putting yeah. in putting in the, the right work and hard work. But um don't waste your time trying to like doodle around in something if you know that it's if you're not putting all your effort into it like do what you want you only have one life <laughs> you know? right right so, better make yourself happy while yeah. you still can kind of thing yeah. like time's not waiting on you so yeah. you know do what you want now and you'll be a lot happier in the long run so that's awesome man yeah that's I, my advice. um I love that kind of advice as well because I think it's more realistic than just find what you love and do it and then everything's going to be great. <laughs> it's more like, no, man, like it is a hustle. There is a bit of luck that goes into it. But um, as uh, my executive creative director said in the first podcast of this month, like you make your own luck in a lot of ways um, and you really have to build up to that. And so um, that's awesome. I really appreciate you guys sharing everything today. Um it's been amazing. We'll probably have you back on as well because I think there's a lot more fun stuff to talk about. And um, yeah, so I appreciate you guys being on. And um, I'll have a bunch of links in the show notes to Henry, to John Contino, and maybe even Reformation Brewery. And uh, anyone who's listening can have a lot of fun uh, learning more about, you know, In God We Must, as well as uh, those people that have influenced you. And so um, is there anywhere you want to send people to to find more about? y'all um i would say just checking out our website um www.igwm.co igwm for must obviously um our instagram as well just instagram slash and must um and we're on facebook but those are definitely our active places would be our website and our instagram awesome and i will have um links to that as well and be sure to promote you guys heavily um, I think we may have lost John. John, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I believe his connection right. went out. Cool, perfect, man. We are right about to say goodbye. So, cool. No worries. Thank you so much for having us on the show, left. Joseph. Thanks. No, no, he's here. He's here still. Oh, really? Oh. I can't yes. hear. And just like the Atlanta Falcons, this whole thing is completely derailed. So, perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hard luck. That's right. Have a good. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. 
do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.